Louise, thank you so much for joining us. It's lovely to chat to you today. Many people, of course, will know you from the 90s biggest girl group, Eternal. So going back to that time, what are your memories of being part of Eternal? God, being part of such a great band. I mean, I got to do a world tour and we got to sell lots of records. I got to play some pretty incredible gigs um, all over the world. So, and get to, you know, sing great music. So, yeah, I mean, all positive, really. It's It was quite an honour to sort of have been part of Eternal. And of course, the first girl group to sell over a million albums. That is a feat that probably still hasn't been done again today. You must be absolutely delighted with that one yeah i think sort of the way music sells and the way music is promoted now is so different to how it was when we first started out and it was about hardcore sales where people go into a shop and buy your album obviously now it's all changed with streaming and downloads and everything else so to have sold sort of, i think it was like 1.4 million albums in the uk to realize that that many people walked into a, a shop and actually parted with their money and walked away with your cd or lp is not something that i know happens a lot for a lot of people <laughs> do you think we should go back to those days or are you happy with the streaming market do you know what it's pros and cons in everything isn't it it's um i think music as long as it's getting out there and i think now with technology and how fast paced our lives are you know you can just download a song straight away instantly so i think obviously it's a shame that sometimes it's more about this, this individual song rather than the whole body of work in an album um but that's not always the case and yeah it's pros and cons so that kind of leads us nicely onto this survey we're here to talk about today from ee about household harmony and, and data how's the domestic harmony with data in your household <laughs> well i've got two teenage boys so you know it can go from naught to 100 very quickly depending <laughs> on who's got data left and who hasn't <laughs> yeah i mean to be honest my boys are, are, are pretty good like the older one obviously now and they play a lot of sport and they're, they're out and about a lot but i do find the whole sort of data thing quite important not just you know they're not at an age where they need to keep occupied saying that the younger one does have a lot of time where he has is part of a big group chat with his class friends and stuff like that and some evenings they chat and it's a real sociable way of sort of being on your phone which i think is really you know for me a positive thing i love the fact that his his friends and him talk you know whether it be helping out with homework conversing, making plans in holidays, things like that are nice. But then there's also the other side of, for me, the whole data element is important because I like staying connected to them and knowing where they are and what they're doing. I was going to say, because probably unlike you and me, they've grown up in an era that saw the launch of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube, all of which can be data hungry. Have you had to kind of educate them a bit on, you know, don't watch it for too long because you will not have any data left? Well, I think they've all found out the hard way <laughs> when the data just goes and we go, oh, OK. Um, hence, I think why I've teamed up with EE was because they've kind of got new plans released today about the stay connected data and the data gifting, which kind of enables. I mean, I, I know for me, my kids aren't at an age where I need to keep them occupied, maybe whilst I'm working or something like that for having sort of online activity, but more if they're out doing their own thing, my 13 year old's just got into going out with his friends, going into the high street that I just want to be able to keep in contact with him, pick him up when I need to know where he is, know that 
when I'm not with him, if he runs out of data, it kind of completely kicks back in and I can always get in touch with them. So the state connected data means if his data was to run out, it can switch straight on and allow him more data so I can always get hold of him. And the data gifting means that if I've still got unused data, I can transfer it over to him. So there's no chance of, you know, I always pick my youngest one up from wherever he is and just knowing where to pick him up from at what time is he safe, all of those sort of things. You've talked about your your teenage children, but what about you, Louise, when you're online and out and about? What's your guilty pleasure? Oh, God, fashion. <laughs> looking at my, <laughs> <laughs> I need data to, you know, look at who's wearing what. Yeah, my guilty pleasures, definitely all the shopping, all the shops. <laughs> Since the days of Eternal Louise, you've developed into an all-round entertainer, including starring in Dolly Parton's West End musical 9 to 5. Was the transition to musical theatre an easy one, bearing in mind the pop music you'd done before? Or did you find it difficult? Um, I don't think it was difficult, but it was definitely different. It was definitely about adjusting my mindset. I think the way when you sing as an artist, you, you know, uh, I've written a lot of the songs that I've sung in my life, or if not, at least co-written with people. So you're very much telling your own story and you're it's in your own voice and your own sort of journey throughout the song I think when you go into the West End you're telling another story that's completely you know irrelevant to your real life so you need to sort of place yourself in this place of you know musicals is very much like being a music artist we tell stories through singing and through music so even more so in a musical because it all gets backed up with the acting and the set and the other actors that you're interacting with. So I think it's just changing your mindset on how you deliver that kind of vocal in a way. But it it, it was a, a good challenge, not a bad one. I learned loads doing, I did Sally Bowles in Cabaret and then like 95 the musical where I played, you know, a great part, Violet Newstead. So it was a good learning curve and loved every minute of both of them. As you said, you've continued to make music over the years you know what a success for your fourth album last year heavy love tell me about your inspiration for writing songs do you have a favorite place to write does, does it come easy to you do you know some days you can just it falls into place i think it's most probably like any other job some days you can go into work and it all falls into place and, and some days the words just kind of come out and they all work together and other days you don't other days it's a bit stagnant it doesn't kind of gel and I think that's why as a songwriter or a musician you write so much because I know that I write when I'm making an album or if I'm making music I like to get in the studio and do as much as possible because it might take 10 records to find the one that's good enough to go on an album so and then you know there's also some people in this world that just are incredible songwriters but I know for me I just try and do as much as possible and just see where it flows and also I love writing with other people so you get such energetic feedback and other ideas and fresh ideas I think it's important to work with a whole host of different people to gain some of their experiences and their life experiences as well. Finally I kind of wondered what you thought of the music scene today I was looking back through my iTunes collection last night you know Eternal Take That, Spice Girls, S Club you know big hit makers in the 90s and, and still being played on radio today so who excites you from the, the current list of artists um oh what new artists that are out now oh god there, there are so many I, I love the way music is so sort of diverse now and 
and so mainstream it's I think back in the 90s if you wasn't sort of like pop pop or indie or rock then you wasn't mainstream hip-hop it all had its own kind of segments where I think now music is so intermixed that everything goes it's all about the lyrics about I just just the way sort of songs are put together now I think they're sort of they, they go you can be into all genres of music you don't have to be like oh I'm a pop fan or I'm an R&B fan it kind of all works together and it's all crossed over so I love the likes of Sinead Harnett I like Ray I like Dave I've got teenage sons and they sometimes put songs on that I have no idea and then I sort of come away thinking God's you know great writers great lyricists there's, there's some great artists out there Louise, it's been an absolute delight to talk to you today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you.